Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I'm going to be talking all about the recent price changes to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. Just last week, they made some pretty large changes to the way that they price their weddings, as well as some individual prices for certain elements. So today, I'm going to break it all down for you by collection. These changes affect memories, escape, and wishes collection events. So I'm going to go over in detail what that means for you and whether or not your wedding will be affected. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the ebook version of my Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons guide has already been updated with all of these changes. So if you already own the ebook, you just have to log back into your Passporter store account and go to that order. And when you click the download link again, this time you will get the newest version of the book with all the new pricing. Now, if you have the print guide, unfortunately, Passporter does not have any plans to update the print guide at this time. But but there is a 30% off coupon in the back that you can use if you do want to buy the ebook version. And I think that knocks it down to about five bucks. And then once you have the ebook version, you will get updates for free in perpetuity whenever I make them. And if you've been following Disney Weddings for a while, you know that these prices all changed just about seven or eight months ago when Disney's fairy tale weddings introduced a seasonal pricing structure. And now here we are only halfway through 2017 and they've already discontinued that and changed the way they price everything. So the ebook is a great way to always be on top of all of those changes because I update it every time Disney makes a change. And lately they've been making changes very frequently. So if you're interested in picking that up, you can go to passporter.com backslash Disney dash weddings dash honeymoons dot PHP and you will be able to download the ebook instantly. So let's take a look at what has changed with Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. First of all, they have eliminated the seasonal pricing, which would affect you depending on what time of year you were going to be getting married, the price would be higher or lower. So these new prices eliminate the dual pricing structure and they kind of split the difference. So if you were in low season before, you're probably going to be paying more now. But if you were in high season before, you might be paying a little bit less. It depends on which kind of wedding you're interested in. 
A lot of the other changes are specific to Wishes. First of all, they have stopped offering the Wishes Catered Event Experience, which is known popularly as Mini Wishes, and that was a discount that you got on certain aspects of your Wishes event if you had it on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. So that is gone. They only have just the traditional Wishes pricing structure now, and the prices have gone up. So we're going to go over those in detail in just a second. Another change is that they have changed one of the days of the week for cheaper pricing. Now Monday has been lumped in with Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. So in a second we'll talk about what that pricing tier is now. And then another interesting change is that they have raised the prices if you want to have a theme park wishes event. So the ceremony fee and the enhancement minimum is higher if you choose one of the venues that's inside a theme park. Okay, so first, before we get into wishes, because it's a little bit complicated, I want to go over the changes to the memories and escape packages. These are just packages, and they just change the prices, so it's pretty straightforward. For the memories collection, the new price is $3,500, a flat rate, including tax and service charge, any time of year. For reference, it used to be $2,500 if you booked in low season or $4,500 if you booked in high season. So if you'd been thinking about doing a memories event and it was going to be in high season, you probably stopped thinking about doing a memories event, but now you might want to consider it again because it's $1,000 cheaper than the previous high season price. So that's basically the only thing that's changed for memories. For the escape collection, the new single tier pricing splits the difference in some instances. So for example, the new price for resort locations, which these are the outdoor locations like Seabreeze Point and the wedding gazebo at the Yacht Club, these are now $7,000 flat. Unfortunately, that was the former high season price. So you're not getting any kind of a deal there. Now, Canada Terrace, which is the one theme park location where you can have an escape collection wedding, is $7,500 now. It used to be $9,000 in high season, so that's a good deal, but it is $500 more than it used to be in low season. And then for the wedding pavilion, the new fee for escape is $8,000. And that also used to be $7,000 in low season and $9,000 in high season. So that's a bit of a savings. And like memories, Escape is a package that includes tax and service charge for everything that comes with it. So there are no hidden fees. You know, the $7,000, $7,500, $8,000, that's exactly what you'll pay as long as you don't add anything or upgrade anything. So the big changes have come to the Wishes Collection. And I should point out that the Wishes Collection is not a package like Escape and Memories. It is an a la carte wedding that falls under the banner of Wishes, but you build it from the ground up. And each of the components have minimum expenditures that you must meet. So you can pick whatever you want, whatever venue you want, whatever floral and decor you want, whatever meal you want, but you are required to spend a certain amount on each of those elements. So let's take a look at what that is. The first minimum for doing a Wishes Collection event is the ceremony fee. So this is a flat fee that you pay and it includes the ceremony site and chairs and a microphone and a little water station and a single musician like a violinist. At the resorts, the new ceremony fee 
is $4,000. So if you want Seabreeze Point, if you want the one of the lawns at the Boardwalk Inn, that's going to be $4,000. It used to be $3,500 in low season and $5,500 in high season. Now the new higher ceremony fee for park venues is $4,500. So that used to be the same price as a resort. Now if you want to get married in Epcot before the park opens or at Animal Kingdom after the park closes, you're looking at $4,500 as your ceremony fee. And then the wedding pavilion has gone down for some people <laughs> if they were going to be planning for high season to $5,000. So again, that was $4,000 in low season, $6,000 in high season. Now you will pay a flat $5,000 if you're getting married at the wedding pavilion. And again, this is just a fee to have your ceremony. So if you are getting married off-site, perhaps you're getting married at a Catholic church and then you're going to have your wishes reception on-site, you don't have to pay the ceremony fee. So that's cool. Now, another thing that has gone up is the per-person food and beverage minimums for wishes. So when you have a wishes event, you sign a contract saying that you are going to spend at least X amount on each person who comes to your event for their meal. Now, all of these prices have gone up $15 per person. So now the very cheapest meal that you can have is brunch at $140 per person. Lunch is now $165 per person, and dinner is now $190 per person. But remember, this is your overall spend for food, drinks, and cake. So this doesn't mean that your dinner menu has to cost $200. It means that what you spend on dinner plus what you spend per person on drinks, and if you're getting a package bar, those are pretty expensive per person, plus the cost of your cake, all of that just has to add up to $190. So if you're doing brunch, you could tell your planner, okay, I'm going to spend, you know, $20 per person on my cake because it's a cake that feeds 50 people and it's this style and the bakery has priced it out at $20 per person. I'm going to spend $20 per person on a cheapy package for sodas and waters. And then I want you to have the chefs come up with a menu for me that costs $100. Here are some things I like. Or, hey, can I get X, Y, and Z? And what can I do to keep the price at $100? So that would be a way to stick exactly to your minimums. Just because Disney sends you sample menus that, you know, a brunch costs $150 per person doesn't mean that you have to spend that per person. You can have them customize the menu to your price point. So that's something to keep in mind. And then the last minimum that you have to worry about with a Wishes Collection event is the Enhancement Minimum. So this is an amount you must spend on anything else provided by Disney. It could be floral, decor, transportation, entertainment, characters. Anything that you're going to buy from Disney will count toward this Enhancement Minimum. So the new pricing is split up between resort locations and theme park locations. So if your reception is in a resort, all of the enhancement minimums are the same as before, except now Monday is grouped into the middle tier. So it's $5,000 enhancement minimum if you're having an event on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, $8,000 if your event is on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, or Friday, and $10,000 if your event is on a Saturday. Now, if you decide you want to have your reception inside a park, those enhancement minimums have gone up by $2,000 each. So for a Tuesday or Wednesday event in a park, you're looking at a $7,000 enhancement minimum. For Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and Friday, you're looking at $10,000 for your enhancement minimum. And on a Saturday, it is $12,000. 
And if you have more questions about how these work, of course, it is all answered in the Passporter. And I have individual episodes of the Disney Wedding Podcast on the Memories Collection, the Escape Collection, and the Wishes Collection that goes over each in great detail. The only difference now is that the prices in those shows, which I recorded just six months ago, are now out of date. So use these prices and that information, and you'll have an idea of how this would work depending on the collection that you're interested in. So, who is affected by this new pricing? This changed pricing does not affect you if you have already signed your letter of agreement, which is what Disney calls the contract, or you have been actively working with a sales consultant on putting together your letter of agreement. So if you are within the 16-month window to plan a wishes event, and you've been emailing back and forth with a sales consultant, and they've sent you pricing, and you've talked about venues, and you're this close to signing your letter of agreement, they are going to honor the old pricing for you. If you have been dreaming about having a Disney wedding and you've sent away for the brochure, but you haven't made contact with an actual sales consultant or started any of the process, then unfortunately, these new prices take effect immediately. So in a minute, I'm going to go over some ideas for saving money on a Disney's fairy tale wedding so that you can continue to keep planning. Now, there are a few other price increases for individual elements that are going to affect everyone, unless you already have your BEO, which is the Bible of your day. And when it comes in, it comes in with a pricing sheet where Disney has locked in your prices, which can only be done six months out from your event. Unless it's on your BEO at the old price, you're going to be charged the new price. So if you're unsure, talk to your your wedding event planner. At this point, if you're working on a BEO, you've moved on from the sales consultant, you're working with a wedding event planner. So talk to him or her about the prices if you see that you have the new ones, because you should still be able to have the old ones that were locked in when they created your BEO, usually after your planning session at the six month mark. And that's, of course, for wishes. For escape and memories, you don't get a planning session. But if you have already received your BEO, you should be able to get these items at the old price. So the prices that you might be interested in are character pricing. That has gone up. Character prices just went up last year to $1,200 for one character, $1,700 for two, and $2,200 for three characters. Well, now they're up a little bit more. Now it is $1,275 for one character, $1,795 for two characters, and $23.95 for three characters. And it looks like the way their pricing works now, basically if you add additional characters at the same appearance, it's about $600 for each additional character. If you have them at different appearances, you have to pay the one character or two character or three character rate. But if you say, if you had the Fab Five, you would be paying for the first character plus $600 for each additional character. Another popular character is the Major Domo, who's like a sort of fancy, old-fashioned English butler. And often he is used to carry the rings at the wedding and make announcements for the couple. His price has gone up to $900. The other significant pricing changes are for specialty transportation. So what I call the like regular transportation, like vans and limos, that's gone up a couple bucks here and there. But the specialty transportation, those prices actually haven't increased in years, like I would say at least six or seven years. So now Cinderella's glass coach has gone up to $3,200. It used to be $2,950. So not a huge price increase, 
But I'm surprised that they have not raised it before now because, like I say, it's been $29.50 for years and years. The biggest jump is for the horse-drawn Landau coach, which used to be $1,800, and now they've raised that up to $2,500. Also, specialty transportation like the classic cars, the ones that are the most popular are the Rolls-Royce and the Cadillac, and those are now $1,095 each instead of $950. So not a huge jump, but that is something to be aware of. And they have a ton of other kinds of classic cars they can get you, so if you're interested, definitely ask your wedding event planner about those. Now, if you're hearing these price changes and you're thinking you might be priced out of a Disney's fairy tale wedding, here are some alternatives that are on property and in some cases will still allow you to have Disney characters if you want and you can still plan a fireworks dessert party through Disney catered events if you want. So these are some ideas for alternatives to Disney's fairy tale weddings. The Swan and Dolphin offers ceremonies for up to 75 guests, and they start at $3,900. So that would be just a little bit more than memories, but you can have up to 75 guests. And it's considerably less than the Escape Collection, even if you start to add on their upgrade packages that include musicians and cake and things like that. So the Swan and Dolphin is probably the first alternative that a lot of people think of when they're starting to look for other options to Disney's fairy tale weddings. It's right there on property. You can hop a friendship boat and be at the parks. And a lot of people love the locations because they have a beachy location and a courtyard. And so that can be a good alternative. If you have a government or a military connection, you can get married at Shades of Green, which is the government-owned resort right on Disney property across the street from the Polynesian Village Resort. They have a package that starts at $2,500 for up to 30 guests. So again, you get more people than with Escape or Memories, and it costs a lot less. Another idea, if you're looking for something really economical, like maybe you were interested in Memories, but $3,500 just seems way too much to pay for what you get, House of Blues has an elopement package put together by the company Just Mary, and that is $1,365 for 10 people. It takes place in the arch on the exterior of House of Blues and can be a great option if you just want something, you know, for an elopement, something quick and easy, and then you can go out to lunch afterwards. That might be a good option for you. And then another option that many people may not consider is actually the Four Seasons Orlando Resort, which is right there on property and has packages that are cheaper than Disney's Memories or Escape Collection packages in a beautiful setting. So they have two smaller packages. One is for up to 10 people, and that is $2,800. And the other is for up to 30 people, and that is $4,900. And if you check out their website, it'll say what is included. They actually include a few more things than Disney includes in the Escape and Memories packages. So that might be something to check out. But if you still have your heart set on a Disney's fairy tale wedding, let's talk now about some ways to keep your costs down so that you can make that a reality. First of all, the easiest and quickest way to save the most money is to keep your guest count low. So one thing to remember is that because it's a destination wedding for most people, you're only going to get about 50% to 70% of the people you invite actually attending, sometimes less. It really depends, you know, if out of town means they're in Georgia, you're probably going to get more people than if out of town means London. So your mileage may vary, but just know that most of the time you're not going to get 100% of your RSVP rate, and that 
right off the bat can help keep your costs down. When you keep your guest count low, you are containing your meal costs, you're containing your beverage costs, and you could even make it possible to have one of the less expensive packages like Memories or Escape. This can actually be helpful because if you really do want a small wedding, but you feel pressured to invite a lot of people, you can always just pin it on Disney and say, oh, sorry, they don't let us have more than X people. And that can be a good way to whittle your guest count when that's what you really want to do. The other thing about having a low guest count is that you get to spend more time with each guest. So it's a lot more intimate and you get a lot more quality time with everyone who did make the trip all the way to Disney to share in your day. Now, another big way to save money on a Disney's fairy tale wedding is to have a brunch. This would go for any type of wedding, but of course, wishes it is going to save you the most. Besides the fact that brunch prices are lower and the food that you would be putting on your menu is cheaper, You also do not necessarily have to serve alcohol at a brunch. A lot of people aren't going to expect it. Or if you do want to have some alcohol but not a full bar, you can do mimosas or some sort of specialty cocktail. And that is a great way to cut a lot of money out of your budget. The other thing about Tuesday or Wednesday is that it can work really well with the cheapest days for flying in the U.S. Usually the cheapest flights can be found on Saturday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So if you came in on a Tuesday and you got married on a Wednesday, people could leave on a Saturday and then they would be able to take advantage of that or they could come in on a Saturday, leave on a Wednesday. There are ways to work it so that they and you are saving money on your flights. Another factor to consider is deciding where you do want to splurge and making sure it counts toward your minimums. So if you really, really want to have Mickey and Minnie at your wedding or you want to use Cinderella's glass coach, both of those are going to count toward your minimum expenditures. Floral and decor would also count. So if you're someone who really loves that and you want a Pinterest-worthy wedding, you could use Disney's fairy tale weddings for your floral and decor and have that meet those minimums that you need to spend. Customizing your menu and your bar package is another way to save a lot of money. As I mentioned earlier, you don't have to just take the sample menus that they send you and pick one. You can customize. You can customize to a price point. You can customize to a style. You can send them recipes. You can ask them for things in the restaurants. But there are a lot of ways to work with the chefs on the menu, and that can include saving money. You also don't have to do a prepaid bar package. Usually the first thing they tell you about is the unlimited bar package where you pay a flat fee per person and then they can have as many drinks as they want. But in my experience of doing this for 11 years, I have found that most people end up saving money if they do what's called a bill on consumption package. So you have access to all the same types of drinks that would be in each of the different tiers of packages, but you only pay for a certain amount of them up front and then you pay afterwards if people go over that. And generally, what I find is that brides report that they are getting money back for their bar package because they chose to bill on consumption, which means what people actually drank, instead of paying for a huge number of drinks up front that nobody drinks. And my horror story has always been my soda and water package at my buffet, where people drank like less than a third of the sodas that were sitting out, but I was on the hook because it was a package. And of course, I also mentioned that cake counts toward your food and beverage minimums. So if you've asked for the bridge to happiness cake, which is like three tiers and it's got an actual bridge that links to another two-tiered cake and it costs a bazillion dollars, 
that's going to count toward your food and beverage minimums. So you can have your planner tell you how much per person that counts. And then you can customize your menu or your bar package accordingly so that you're just meeting your minimums and not going way over. Now, what if you want to add a dessert party? So dessert parties are really fun, especially if you can have them in view of fireworks, like at Epcot or at Hollywood Studios for Fantasmic or at the Grand Floridian or the Contemporary with a view of the happily ever after fireworks. But they do not count toward your minimum expenditures. So that's an added expense on top of the minimums that Disney is requiring of you. Well, one idea is to have your wishes reception at a dessert party location. So a good way to do this would be you get married at Seabreeze Point in the evening and then everybody walks over to France or the UK inside Epcot and you have your reception right there. There are a few limitations. You can't have characters outdoors while the park is still open. You can't have amplified music while the park is still open. But if your event goes late enough, after they've swept everybody out of the park, you can have a DJ and you could have the characters show up. So I've done several interviews with people who did this type of event. So if you want to hear a timeline of how that runs and how they worked within the constraints and whether they thought it was worth it to be able to have fireworks at their wedding, you can check those out on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And lastly, I want to go through my great big list of money-saving tips, which can be found in Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons in Chapter 3, the Wishes chapter. But a lot of these apply to any type of wedding. And I'm just going to buzz through these really quickly to give you some more ideas if you're feeling kind of discouraged about these new prices and you're worried that you're not going to be able to afford a Disney wedding. See if any of these would maybe help you meet your budget so that you could have a Disney's fairytale wedding. So among my big ways to save, I talked about this already, invite fewer guests. There can be a lot of pressure. You have a huge family. So-and-so invited 500 people to her wedding. You don't have to do this. Often people are relieved that they're not going to have to go to Florida for your wedding. So seriously consider cutting down the number of people you invite because it is going to save you a ton of money. And again, you can always blame Disney. You can always say Disney had a limit and I couldn't go over it. And another idea I just talked about is holding your event on a weekday and, of course, avoiding major holidays. So in December, on Fridays and Saturdays, Disney doubles the cost of their DJs. And then sometimes if you get married on an actual holiday like Labor Day, they raise the enhancement minimums as well. So if you can do a weekday and if you can avoid those holidays, you're going to save yourself money. Another idea I've just gone over is serving brunch or lunch instead of dinner because you're going to have lower minimums, people aren't going to expect as much alcohol, and it can be a great way to save money on food. Pick a reception venue that doesn't need as much decoration or any decoration. Disney is great for this, especially if you're splurging and doing a theme park venue now because it does cost a little bit more. They are so well-themed that often you don't need to do anything. Like American Adventure Rotunda is gorgeous. You barely have to do anything in there to decorate it. A ballroom, depending on whether you like the style of Disney's ballrooms, is going to need a lot more decoration and that's going to start to add up. On the flip side, when you're in a ballroom, you can use outside vendors. So sometimes that's a way to save like 50% on what you would pay Disney for floral decor, up lighting, light up dance floor, things like that. And I do have an episode on that that you can check out. Another way to save is to cut down or cut out a lot of floral and decor because this can be very pricey, especially if you have to pay Disney, like if you're in a theme park. So altarpieces, pew decorations, even centerpieces, I would argue you can do 
you know, something very simple that will have plenty of impact, especially if it like lights up. That's my favorite thing is always to have a centerpiece that lights up. (laughs) But cutting down a lot of these things that people aren't going to notice, like chargers, that is a great way to save money. And as I mentioned, in some locations, namely ballrooms, you can use outside vendors for linens, chairs, chair covers, lighting, the dance floor, all kinds of things. And that's going to save you a lot of money. People sometimes worry that it's going to be a lot of headache and coordinating, but usually you can find one or maybe two vendors who will do all of these things for you. And they do a ton of events at Disney, so they know how it works. They're not going to be calling you every 15 minutes to find out where they should go. It's seamless. And again, if you check out that episode I have where I talk about how to use outside vendors, I've interviewed a bride who used a ton of outside vendors for her event, and we go over the logistics of that. Another way to save money, don't serve alcohol. And this ties in with, you know, if you have a brunch, you can get away with it. But some people even feel comfortable not serving alcohol at a lunch or a dinner. It just depends on your comfort level with that idea, but it's going to save you a lot of money if you can manage it. You can skip the rehearsal dinner, or you can limit the list of people who are invited to the rehearsal dinner. I think often when you're at a destination wedding, if anything, you would do a welcome party for everybody, and that can get to be pretty pricey. It's not like when you get married in town and you just invite the people who are actually in the wedding. So maybe you don't need to do that at all. (laughs) You can make iPod playlists for your reception instead of hiring a DJ or a band. This depends on what kind of atmosphere you want. For us, we had a brunch. I just wanted Samba in the background, and it worked great, and we saved a lot of money. We just paid for an iPod hookup. But if you want a party atmosphere, a DJ could be the way to go, and it could be a place that is worth splurging because that's what's important to you. Even if you have a small group, a DJ is going to get everybody up on the floor and dancing. So that's someplace where you really need to consider what you're aiming for with your event. You can also consider using outside vendors for photography and videography. Of course, using Disney for photography and using one of Disney's approved videography vendors is going to apply to your enhancement minimums, but they cost so much money that in many cases, just buying a photography package from Disney is going to fill your enhancement minimum and then you have no wiggle room left for floral decor or anything else. So you might consider using an outside vendor who charges half what Disney charges and then you can use that enhancement minimum on things that you need for your event. Another idea, of course, a lot of people do this, make your own invitations, programs, table names, place cards. These don't have to be fancy letter pressed things that you spend hundreds of dollars on. And especially if you're crafty, it might be a fun project. If you're not crafty, there are tons of people on Etsy and in the various Disney brides groups who do all this stuff for a lot less. Another idea I always like to suggest is to rent Disney Vacation Club points for your stay. If you're staying on property for your wedding, for your honeymoon, you can usually stay at a deluxe resort for half what you would pay if you just paid rack rate at the hotel, and your stay still counts toward your room night minimum if you have one of those. Like if you set up a room block for wishes or escape, you can rent Disney Vacation Club points and then give your reservation number to the reservation agent who's assigned to your wedding, and they can then apply them to the block. So even though you didn't book directly with Disney, they still count. And I have a lot of other ideas for ways to save in the back of Chapter 3 of Passporters, Disney Weddings, and Honeymoons. Lots of little things that if you did them all would add up. Things like serving half a glass of champagne for the toast or just having people toast with drinks in hand. Some of these seem small, but they might be things you haven't thought of. And they can be helpful for chipping away at that big mountain of money that you have to pay Disney to have your Disney's fairy tale wedding. 
So that's a basic overview of the pricing changes for Disney's fairy tale weddings that went into effect in July 2017. I hope this has been helpful to you and that the ideas that I've shared for saving money will enable you to continue to plan your Disney's fairy tale wedding. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.